I do go home. <laughs> I love it when your Pokemon go. <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and with me every week is my co-host and my colleague and my chatter laugher box. Ariana Nantapucci. My daughter. Hey Dad. Well, that, well, yeah, well. that rendition of Pokemon Thong Song caught me by surprise and I yeah. can't stop laughing. I'm, I apologize, but then again, I don't. You're not sorry. Um, because it was worth it. It was. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm great. I'm doing great. You're on the... Quite early. Penultimate uh, oh God. episode, I think, isn't it? Is it really? I think so. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're a, little, we're a little sad. It's my last shift tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And if everything goes right, we'll get one more. We'll get one more in. Thing in, and yeah. then hopefully even another mm, bono. Another bono. We'll see what happens. Yeah, a smooth but, transition. Yeah, we are sitting on episode twenty-four. Yes, we are correct. And we are we are uh, we're, tired. Uh, we're tired. <laughs> we're wasted. No. No, no more yeah. room. I'll be free yeah. from the room. You're free from the room. I oh think my God. if anything, you should just look at that as being a bit of a bonus yeah. in itself. Yeah, no, I feel get, liberated. You get away from the room. Yeah, now the room will become an an- like anecdotes I'll yeah. eventually tell on other podcasts and on yeah. shows. It'll be good. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for Lisa. You good know. For Lisa, good for Danny. Yeah. Yeah, what were we talking about a minute ago? We were like, <laughs> oh yeah, you were talking about Bridget Terabithia. We were talking about Bridget Terabithia and um, we were talking about how like, oh yeah, Anna Sophia Rob was great. She wasn't really that big at the time. And then I was like, yeah, but Josh Hutchison was kind of major because yeah. he did like, you know, Zathora and Little Manhattan. And then we were like, yeah. And, and then John was like, he's gone on to do bigger things. He got the Hunger Games. He played Denny in The Disaster <laughs> Artist. <laughs> Biggest role ever. Or the, the actor that played <laughs> yeah. Denny. He I love that. Philip Haldeman. Philip Haldeman. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I forgot his name. I love that scene where he was like, no, no, just play boy your age. You know, you're 16. I'm 26. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm 38. Yeah. I'm older than you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my just Greg. How's your uh, last week been? Um, it's been good. I'm really tired. I have done very little packing. I'm, I'm starting today. Yeah. Essentially. Because I haven't today, really yeah. had time because LFF has been nonstop. Yep, yep, yep. I've had a really great LFF. And nice, then, yeah, um, it's, on Saturday, it's over. It's over. It's mm. over. On Saturday, I had my last gig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I which was there. John was there. John filmed <laughs> me doing yeah. my last set in London, which was really great. I was like, oh, man, I didn't think it'd go down this well. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was a really good uh, room. It was a great room. Everyone yeah. was like really supportive of everyone which was really yeah, good which is awesome yeah yeah so and you can always enjoy that and that was what quantum leopard right quantum leopard yeah shout out two north down uh, yeah, so go leopard, check it out i would recommend down. good yeah the next show is in november hosted by the lovely james ross yeah he's fantastic and so kind and lovely and then we went for my leaving drinks right after yeah and that was just how sloppy did it get after? um not really i left yeah. at like Two o'clock, and then okay, we got home. Okay, not too far. Not after too far after. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's just yeah. It was it was funny because everybody had already been drinking before I got there, and mm-hmm. it was my leaving too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But it was pretty pissed. But no. Well, we got there. I filmed some amazing things. You did, yeah, on your uh, Instagram story. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. 
uh, this was no one in our group. No, 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 no. Thank God. It's somebody adjacent, like there was the group of people dancing adjacent, if you yeah. could even call it dancing, um, adjacent to our group. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone wants to see mm-hmm. the most drunk people I've ever seen, mm-hmm. um, you should make an, a highlight. In yeah, Instagram I'll, uh, I'll I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it under the podcast. I'll, and then yeah. also, yeah, I'll highlight it as well because my god, that was the best thing. It was the best. I woke up like I was laughing about it all the way home, basically. Yeah. Um, then I woke up and I like was looking at it again, and I was just like, "Man, this is amazing!" I'm so uh, yeah. glad I wasn't one of those guys though, because like I felt fine yesterday. I was the guy at the back. <laughs> that was you when you like I was just like I, I was just gone. <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't yeah. know any of this was happening, and I was so close to that group of people. Yeah. And then we rewatched it in the morning, just being like, "Oh my yeah. god, this was, was happening the whole time." They were just dancing yeah. behind Caroline as yeah. well. Yeah, Caroline was like going Caroline nuts was, and yeah, dancing, and then ham. yeah, it was great. This, it was like two groups of guys. So there was like one guy. Yeah. Just, Are they from the same group of friends? Do I don't you think? think so. I don't think so. so That's a nice game yeah. to play in public. Are it was they like, friends or are yeah, they strangers? Yeah, I have no idea. There was like three guys that were like wrestling yeah. each other basically. Yeah. Um, And I thought at first one of them was like injured or something. Yeah, Because he had a weird mark on his head. Yeah, And I thought intense. he like fell and hit his head. But then like the other guys were just like picking him up and screaming something like i'm so drunk or something i couldn't make out what he was saying but it was really funny that they're drunk yeah maybe or (laughs) maybe he was saying i'm so fucked up something like that i don't know i feel like white drunk people definitely okay like white guys yeah white guys do that i'm so fucked up (laughs) it's a battle cry (laughs) (laughs) it's well actually and that's the other battle cry yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, and then there's honestly, the, the guy, yeah. But honestly, there's the guys behind those guys. There was yeah, one guy. God, <laughs> he was just standing <laughs> sleeping against it was the just bar. Me the next morning. Yeah, he was just li- he was his mouth was gaping open and it looked like he was watching over them. But then as soon as John kept zooming into that guy, his eyes were fully closed. Yeah, it and then he was like, I caught him almost fall over as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun week if you guys. Uh, today's Monday that we're recording this. This will go out on Wednesday the 16th um, for Friday the 18th of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you may have noticed that our Good Burger bonus episode has dropped. Uh, if you want to, that's our second bonus episode. Mm-hmm. We also have the room special yep. as well. So uh, two really fun episodes to do. Yeah. I'm glad to finally have them done. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not weighing over me anymore. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. And we also have the bonus episode, the Good Burger episode on YouTube. Yeah. Which is super cool because it's the slideshow. Yeah. I, yeah. Because if you were in person, you yeah. got to enjoy the full scope of like Seeing what was what we're going talking on. About, and yeah. I did notice as I was like editing down some stuff, so which I didn't touch that. I didn't yeah. touch it too much. But, um, but yeah, like editing it down, like I was like, oh, we were we were like referencing things, but it was on the screen, but we weren't actually saying what it was. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see what we're actually talking about, you yeah. can watch it on YouTube for the first time ever. It's on YouTube. It's on oh YouTube. My God. Oh but yeah, I uploaded the slideshow so you can actually Sick. see it um, and synced it with. <laughs> Hi, which <laughs> with was the actual Did show. you did you have to just like screen record the presentation? Yeah, I and did. Go- yeah, because I didn't right realize spots. that uh, you can't save a video out of PowerPoint on Mac oh, okay. on the newer Mac versions or whatever. Oh, Apple. Yeah. You assholes. silly, silly minx. Yeah. But anyway, we have a stupid big week this week. Massive, I feel like we're just going to have to plow week. in because we got so much going on. Like, oh, yeah, this man. is one of the biggest. I, I feel like I say that a lot, but it's when I was looking into yeah. I was like, my God, there's a lot of good stuff coming yeah. up this week. 
So I'll kind of get into it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Non-Halloween stuff here, but from mm-hmm. Friday for the whole week, we've got uh, The Art of Self-Defense. Yeah. Uh, new Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg film with Imogen Poots and great name. Um, yeah, I love her. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he plays a guy who is a bit of a nerd bookkeeper who mm-hmm. ends up uh, getting robbed or beat up or something like that. Yeah. And he decides to take martial arts to like increase his confidence mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, then he ends up seeing that there's a little bit of a more seedy or darker side to mm. the masculinity, the toxic masculinity that goes on inside this uh, karate Ooh, studio. That, okay. It sounds really fun. I want to see it. it uh, also, another film I really want to see, uh, big butter, LFF uh, film. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, the Peanut yeah, Butter Falcon. Uh, also because it deals with wrestling. Yeah. And it has... And Shia um, LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. And Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And uh, Zach Gotten- Gottenson, yeah. is that his name? I can't remember his name, but he's like his first filming. Guy with Down Syndrome who uh, wants to become a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes out and it's a bit of a Mark Twain style film where mm. he... Um, There's a lot finds, of swamp in this. Yeah, in I think so. He yeah. finds Shia LaBeouf out in the wild, who's a yeah. bit of an outlaw. Of course. And uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, takes him under his wing, and he like helps train him and it's gets him to like a pro wrestling school and stuff. Awesome. It's and Dakota Johnson plays his like sort of support worker sort oh, okay. of character who yeah. comes after him trying to find him and then they all kind of team up together uh, and so yeah it's oh, it looks really lovely. really sweet apparently is like the sweetest film of the year oh. um and it also features uh mick foley or uh aka mankind or cactus jack whatever you want to call him um pro wrestler this and also also it features jake the snake roberts so you should go check it out <laughs> um I think we're going to have a little bit of an interruption here in a second. Oh. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and the interruption and left their coffee outside the bathroom. We're going to spit in it. <laughs> <laughs> they won't uh, know until they listen to this. Plus, this week we also have more screenings of Dolomite. Yes, which we do. Is cool. um, yes, we'll just quickly we run through some of the stuff that's going on this week mm-hmm. before our special guest pops in mm-hmm. and we'll deviate from our normal planned programming. Yeah. But uh, Friday, we got the horror movie marathon. Yeah. All-nighter, uh, all-nighter. Yeah, there's two great all-nighters. So it's horror movie marathon, Ring, uh, or Ringu, uh, Poltergeist, yes. Alien, The Fly, uh-huh. Hellraiser, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then also on the other screen, you've got the John Carpenter Marathon, yes, which we talked ma'am. about last week a little bit. The Fog, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. The Thing, Prince of Darkness, Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live. Perfect. Sick. And then Saturday night, we got more... Marathons. More marathons. This is um, the classic horror. Oh, no, uh, yeah, there, we got the right? classic horror, which we talked about last week. With so you Caroline. should check it out. Which, uh, a reminder, it's Friday the 13th, Suspiria, Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. The Exorcist, The Thing, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then in We're the other the screen, thing a lot. yeah, The Thing's getting two days in a row. On um, the other screen, we got the Teen Horror Marathon, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this too. So it's the got features, the craft. Yeah, some of the best from 1996 to 2000 teen horror films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we've got Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend, The Faculty, Ginger Snaps, yes, and The Craft. Yeah, Ginger Snaps is getting two screenings love. this week as yeah. well. So, yeah, 
Uh, we've got a special guest we've just got a very joining special us. Guest, which we need to get um, headphones for because yeah. we didn't think this through very well. I thought he was gonna bring his own. Well, <laughs> hiya. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this you, is the thing: people come on and do the podcast for you, and you hear them hype up for a big sexy hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, mate. No, yeah, I love hi. a, I love a really sexy hi. Yeah, really cute hi. Sexy, hi. hi. How are you doing, kids? We're good. How are you? Yeah. How's it going? This is, uh, this is Jamie. Jamie. We talk about Jamie all the time. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. No, you don't. You we get reference you. Out shout out Jamie. Yeah. Um, shout out Paul, but um, we openly reference Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, we're Jamie. gonna we're gonna shout out Paul quite a bit, I think. Yeah, time. yeah. Oh, okay, Cause, yeah. Because he loves it. The oh, Paul episode. He does. He does. <laughs> one day we'll get Paul on, maybe. Without me, but we'll rude. see. Paul, Paul is one of the people that I really want to hear you. Yeah. talk to on here to be honest with you because that's great i mean and he's got some really interesting stories oh, to tell as well um but yeah i'm moist this morning i'm moist <laughs> i'm tired that's good do you lubricate your your vocal cords for this i think you lubricated everywhere else but <laughs> but uh yeah well, well i mean uh thanks for having me on your podcast and congratulations on your podcast oh, man it's yeah. uh, it's been entertaining thank you nice Jerry. and uh i mean now we're finally having you deported yeah, Darian. um it's gonna be a shame it's because about I think time right you've done you've done good stuff oh for thanks us. jamie it's been a pleasure yeah. listening to you talk shit Oh, thank you. I'm gonna miss talking. You've to got you an edit your... button, right? You can you can edit all of this. Out. Yeah, Jamie oh, can't yeah. appear nice. I uh, I actually did make that joke earlier. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We were about, showed yeah. me. No, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. Jamie, give... <laughs> cut this bit in. She's yeah. got she's got all the cocks from Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We can go into the. Hey, uh, we right. can't. Oh no. <laughs> edit, edit time. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I've never referenced that on the podcast, despite, well, you know. I thought Rob was going to be the one that I was going to have to edit <laughs> to like crazy. It, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we'll get to Aquaman as well in a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, you've managed I, to dodge that the entire time. Uh, I think no, it no, actually no. got it finally. I finally let it, uh, let slip, it slip in yeah. the room episode. Yeah. Every. I've. I've let it slip out a few times, but I never, uh, never actually kept it in until uh, the room episode. Yeah. Finally, uh, to be fair, I think we yeah. forgot about it for quite some time. Yeah, it's, and then it just resurfaced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shaving probably did do the trick yeah. for you yeah. with the much more seedy mustache option. Yeah, man. Which mm. For yeah. his next movie, you will probably follow suit. I've got a better jawline though, so I'm not really too worried about Jason much more handsome much as more, well, yeah. right? That's much like, well. taller as well, which I think is the most important. I mean, he's thing. way buffer. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have the charisma. True. Yeah. True. He does he lack do charisma, this. doesn't he? He doesn't pick up. <laughs> Carl Drago can't do a podcast. <laughs> People don't share gifts of him at all. No. He definitely doesn't have any charisma no. or anything charming about him. Um. <laughs> I mean, your, your podcast listeners probably don't realize that uh, John used to be one of our best duty managers. The yeah, shit. John. Weekend shifts with John. I still miss John Sundays on with the John. weekends. Yeah. Chilled was, out, happy times. Yeah. Happier times. Ran I always got my ship. break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good break giver. Yeah. I uh, force the breaks because. Yeah. Sometimes um, I work Sundays and I'm like, I'm not I getting taken eat? down for not <laughs> giving breaks. You yeah. know, Department of Work and Pensions or whoever that is here in the UK isn't coming to me being like, hey, you didn't give a breakout to someone. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> on your residency as well, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, congrats. Visa Watch. Yeah, Visa, Visa Watch, Watch we'll, update. We'll, in, we'll insert Visa Watch here. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
Somebody uh, gets to stay. Yeah. I feel bad though. Like <laughs> Don't I instantly feel felt bad because I found out on Saturday and it was like Aries leaving day and I was just like Yeah. Uh, and you like told me as I was saying goodbye to everybody yeah. crying. Yeah, I was like Yeah. Yeah. And felt I just like cried some more, which the is worst, great. No. The worst opportunity. Oh my god, no. It was yeah. great. I'm so happy but for you. <laughs> you are pretty when you cry. So. Thank you, uh, Jamie. You know, as somebody who's seen me cry in the stuff absolutely. countless times. And yeah. I mean I mean tears aren't required to work here but it's always no. good mm. it's encouraged you know, if anything staff crying yeah we all do it yeah we just do it in private where you can't see us <laughs> just hanging onto the side of the projector yeah. in floods of tears <laughs> spinning the plates manually hoping you yeah know, that the show's gonna drop run into the rails of like before sunrise or something yeah and also if you ever think that the uh <laughs> air con is leaking on you it's usually just jamie's head it's jamie crying just crying out of the porthole it's jamie or dan crying out of the little <laughs> porthole yeah no we were saying that like um we have to edit out anything nice you ever have to say on this podcast because yeah uh, john was like we have to keep jamie's bad boy reputation <laughs> oh that's cool yeah he yeah. said cool. way too many nice things already yeah. i'm actually I surprised mean, jamie's bad boy reputation dan's think, sad you know, boy reputation <laughs> It's mostly mythical, isn't it? Because let's yeah. face it, I'm lovely. You are yeah. lovely. Right? Yeah, You're yeah, one of yeah, my I mean, favorite people. Just because I look like a troll doesn't mean I am a troll, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's 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 talk. Let's talk yeah. business, man. Let's, so, yeah. yeah, Jamie, what do you do here? Uh, well, yeah, I'm one of the projection team here, so that makes me a projectionist, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is quite good fun. Yeah. Um, but also lots of hard work. Mm. Yes. And I think that's one of the things people don't always necessarily think because you tell them you're a projectionist and they're like, oh, well, great. Yeah, you must get to watch all the films. <laughs> it's like the exact and opposite. That, exact opposite. Yeah. That, that's an usher. He yeah, gets to yeah. watch all the films hey. and the ushers have a blessed life here do, really, yeah. because great. they're in the screens all the time and that's great. But they do a really important job because they're pretty much our eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is why it's a shame more cinemas don't have them these days. Yeah. Um, but shout out to the Prince Charles Cinema for keeping the ushers in the screens blech, all the way blech. through the screens. Blech, blech. Keeping us employed. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a fun game working projection here because we do 35 mil and 70 mil and that can all be a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially for the one-off shows because it takes as much time and effort <laughs> yeah. to put a film together to show it once as it does to show it, you know, several like, times. Yeah. I believe uh, insert shout-out pause yeah, about shout to out come. Pause. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, that's all yeah. part of the fun of working here, you mm. know? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's sort of like just running digitally is pretty boring. Yeah, um, definitely. It, it, I mean, it can be involved. We've just got out of the London Film Festival. We've mm-hmm. had a successful London Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, very, very nice. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to the BFI. They've yeah. been a pleasure to work with this year. They're so yeah. lovely. I miss them terribly already. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Very well organized. Yeah, really, very well organized. Yeah, you you uh, want to talk about like digital shows being like, oh, just, you know, yeah, you kind of just press a play yeah, or really, whatever, you know, it. but. You know, with the BFI in London Film Festival, there's a lot going on. Yeah, intros, lots, lots of work, lots yeah. of testing. Yeah, yeah lots a lot of, of testing. I mean, it's a higher volume of films than we yeah. would normally show in yeah. any given sort of like seven day period. Yeah. Um, and so that's involved, that is. It's yeah. been a really hectic couple of weeks, mm. but it's also really satisfying that it's all gone really well. So yeah. We're, yeah. All, we're all quite on the warm glow of the end of the LFF at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what we can screw up <laughs> in the next week. There's yeah. a lot of room for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys are great. Um, so yeah. how, Jamie, Jamie, how long have you worked? Yeah. With? How long have you been here? That's, that's fun. Um, 
I started in 2016. I started on October the 15th, 2016. Ooh, wow. So, Your it's, anniversary so is it's my anniversary tomorrow. And it's my last ship. And uh, oh, which no. is Providence, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's quite cool. And it's weird being here today in the daytime because usually I'm an evening kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's very reminiscent of when I started because obviously I did all my training in the daytime. And also, mm-hmm. we've got our ex chief, Amanda. Shout out, Amanda. Shout yeah. Amanda. She's coming in to say hello today which doesn't happen very often since she moved to greener pastures. Um, and so that's really cool that she's going to be here because she she manned the uh, projection yeah. room here for 26, 27 years. Yeah. And uh, awesome. we still, we live within her legacy basically yeah. and a lot of the hard work that she did over that time because she was actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's the thing. In a job like this, uh, you depend on your team a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're at it all the time, you know, and it's sort of like even like say the digital all right might not be as involved as doing the thirty five, but we do lots of both. And again, yeah, you know, you rely on everybody to do their bit, otherwise yeah. the cracks start to show. Yeah, and in an ideal world, everything's well maintained, well greased, well lubricated, well lubricated yeah, yeah, yeah. as we've established. And uh, it's all successful. But again, we show a lot of old films. So sometimes the cracks do show because old prints come with a lot of of damage sometimes and a lot of dirt and a lot of scratches. And a lot of character. And a lot of character. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, you get a good print. Mm. And it can be amazing. I mean, a good quality 35 mil print will knock the socks off a digital. It'll knock the yeah. socks off 4K. And if you want to see some of those coming up, the Harry Potter films that were yeah. showing all off 35. Yeah, 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 they're gorgeous prints. They're all pristine prints, yeah. pretty much. We have a good relationship with Warner Brothers. Shout out to Warner Bros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them bros. Warner Bros, Warner bros. not Warner Bros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a listener here, actually. Bros, Bros throwback. <laughs> References. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and they've, we've got really great show prints for uh, all of mm. the Harry Potters. So that's a really good opportunity to come and see how good yeah. a 35 yeah, mil print yeah. can look on screen because yeah. they should be absolutely great. I think some of them have never been run. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I did see a couple of those like show print tags on some of those cans. Uh, we've got like basically Harry Potter Mountain up in our projection room it's, right now. <laughs> it is Hogwarts up in there. I mean, in more ways yeah. than one. Yeah, lots of ones. <laughs> Love to turn into a cat at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Specifically a cat? Specifically a cat. <laughs> Jamie is my cat, actually. Did you not know that? Did, no, Jamie, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Are Jamie and Steve basically the same entity? Yeah. I'm not Maybe. surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how did you come across the Prince Charles? I first started working in cinema in 1997. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Which is kind of, like, weird because I came to work here in 2016. Yeah. And we do a lot of anniversary screenings of what uh-huh. was on 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Which is really nostalgic and really weird for me because yeah. I'm showing films a lot of the time that I showed first, for the time, first around. time. Yeah, Fight Club was a great one yeah. for that because yeah. I opened Fight Club the other week and it was sort of like you know the minute the uh, music hit and the titles hit the screen, I was like, wow, yeah. yeah. You know, this is like this is a little bit creepy, a little yeah, bit yeah, weird, yeah. but also great because I mean, what a great film anyway, it's a great right? Film. Yeah, um, it's a lovely film. But then I did that and I was working in cinema for about 10, maybe as many as 15 years because I still used to do it on the side when I took another job because, of course, as time went on, 35 mil was being phased out, digital yeah. was coming in, and a lot of us jumped ship to different careers. Mm. Um, and I went into audiovisual support for a conference centre, which was soul destroying. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was corporate conference work yeah. and, you know, it was pretty bleak stuff, but... Um, 
Oh, still cushy. Uh, and I did that and I was made redundant in 2015 and lived the high life off my redundancy for a bit. Mm-hmm. I fully moved to London that year because why not? Yeah. So I'd had my foot in the door for about 10 years anyway. And I'd been talking because it was like it became apparent that I was going to have to get a job. Yeah. And uh, I was talking with some friends about what my favorite or most ideal job would be. And it came up, I was like, yeah, the most I ever enjoyed working was working in projection because what could be cooler than putting films on for people and yeah. playing around in the dark? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so somebody said, well, why don't you have a look at that then? There's opportunities in London. And I did the next day. And there it was. The Prince Charles Cinema was advertising. Yeah. And, and it happened. Oh, I'm pretty sure I put that yeah. advert up as yeah. well. Yeah, that's full circle. <laughs> that's really weird. And I kind of <laughs> couldn't believe it because I didn't think I would ever get to work with 35 again. You know, yeah. I thought, yeah. if anything, it would be a digital projectionist position, which yeah. is all right. But, you know, it's it's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that all worked out. And I was really, really stoked. And I'm still here. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's 2019. <laughs> it I'm is. still enjoying it. Um, no, there's nowhere so quite like it. Yeah. You know? This is yeah. definitely like one it's of the craziest yeah. places. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love going up into projection, especially when you're on, because it's like it's it's like looking behind the curtain. It'll like it's uh, really weird. We we have this parallel world above the world downstairs yeah. sort of thing where we have our own stresses and our own, yeah. own nonsense. But of yeah. course you spend a lot of it by yourself. And it is a job where you have to be sort of comfortable with your own company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you quickly go insane. But again, one of the great things about working here is so many of the staff are really cool, really wow. interesting. Mm. That you get to come down and have a little bit of a break from yeah. the dark void of working in projection all yeah. by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you get into the great conversations that people have here, and it's just it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems to this is a magnet for talent. It's a magnet for people who are slightly left of center. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. great, man. It's that's like, great. but more than anything, it's people who love films. Because yeah. otherwise yeah. you'd go and work in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and probably yeah. get more money. <laughs> that's that's yeah. true. And then nobody will judge you if you've never seen Mulholland Drive. But yeah. this place, Mulholland Doctor. Mulholland Doctor, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You will get marginalized, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had Sophia uh, on yet? No, uh, briefly just, on the room just episode. Just on the room episode. Shout out Sophia, man. Shout out yeah. Sophia, yeah. I want to get her on at yeah, some point. At some point. She's hilarious. She's so funny. Except so I don't think you'll be able to talk about any movies. Because yeah. I don't think she's seen a single film. She was like, oh, we both have come film on degrees. When, uh, I'll listen to you talk about films and I'll pretend I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> tear, tear. Yeah. She's funny, though. She's yeah. funny. Yeah, you're funny, Jamie. I love it when Jamie comes down just to hang with us because he's like he would he would come and grab handfuls of sugar <laughs> to which take we, up to their we, own stash. <laughs> yeah. To turn into a cat to snort off yeah. the desk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is it's it's a great bonus being able to come down and know the fact that the staff here are pretty much all really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't I haven't had that at all the cinemas I've worked at, although mm. all the cinemas I've worked yeah. at have been special places. Mm. Because there's something about the industry that's just a little bit weird. Yeah. It's yeah, like, there's a division. The laws of reality mm. don't, don't apply no. once you're through yeah. the doors of a cinema sort of thing. I don't think yeah, the rules of time really do odd. either. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. It's yeah. very good. Mm. But it does make it one of the more interesting things. And then when you get down to showing the interesting films mm. as well, that brings the interesting customers in. And yeah. it's all, yeah. again, fun and games. Yeah. It's always, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, lovely surprises, <laughs> mixed bags. Yeah, 
Jimmy, what's been one of your favorite films to screen thus far, apart from Fight Club? Because we've spoken about that for a bit. Yeah, having Fight Club back on was a real blast from the past. Really yeah. enjoyed showing that again. Um, With all the cocks included. Dicks in Fight Club. Yeah. Now, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, we uh, I inspected the print that we had on that, and there is there should be a final penis at the start of the credits. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. It's like one of the few things that was missing from that print. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it was a good print. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we, we definitely had a print that had been butchered by naughty projectionists naughty, naughty. Uh, taking souvenirs from it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the end of credits or the start of credits, what was supposed to be a representation of a subliminal hit of the dick that Tyler Durden pastes into the film, yeah, wasn't there. It had been taken out. Wasn't really a subliminal hit because if I remember right, you had about ten frames yeah. of it, and you need to be much less than that, yeah. uh, twenty four frames a second for it to register subliminally. So obviously the audience was supposed to see it was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, real shame that that had gone because otherwise it was actually a pristine print. Um, but yeah, always good fun putting Fight Club on. I mean, with all 35, there's an element of sort of like excitement when you go and get it out of the cans and see what condition it's yeah. in and put it on. Um, quite, we enjoy showing the 70 mil, you know, because there's always a sense of occasion with doing 70 mil. Mm. Um, I didn't work with it before I worked here, and so it's always fun putting on the 2001 shows. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have all the musical playings and yeah. you have the intermission and yeah. it gives us the opportunity to play with the sound and the lights a little bit yeah. and set the atmosphere and the tone. And that's always fun. Yeah, that's always you important know. as well. I don't think people think about that. It, yeah. And it is. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, it gets you sort of motivated and involved with yeah. what's going on. And, of course, showing Kubrick is always great. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got The Shining coming up again, okay. which is always really exciting. Although I'm not sure. we, I don't it's think we're running that cut. off 35. No, I think it's a digital. It's uh, a digital I think it might be like a re-release yeah yeah because yeah, they've re- remastered it and releasing the uncut yeah uh, this is the longer one yeah. the extended cuts sorry yeah, yeah um, which we will talk about a little bit later yeah. in the episode mm. yeah no looking forward to that though always it's again good mm-hmm. fun for Kubrick um yeah. which we always get quite enjoyable Kubrick yeah. fans oh, here yeah. at the Prince Charles Cinema oh, one you gotta of my be on, favorite on your, 2001 your game. stories yeah you it's be on vigilance on point like, yeah but you, um, yeah what else have I enjoyed showing since? I mean, the last year, I mean, it is true there is a stereotype that projectionists end up hating movies. Yeah. And mm. I think we, more of it is we tend to get eclectic in our tastes because you tend to end up watching less movies because mm-hmm. sometimes the last thing you want to do on your day off is watch a movie. Yeah. Come in and watch a film. No, no, no. thanks. Because again, you never, you never relax in your no. own auditorium watching a movie anyway. No. Um, there was something that we watched together. I can't remember. You came in as soon as the film started, and you refused to sit next to me, but you uh, sat in front of me. I can't uh, remember what it was. I, don't, <laughs> I kind of remember that as well. But I don't yeah, remember. yeah, I can't remember what. I can't, but it was a good film. But I can't remember what. Uh, I know. I know. I'll often stick my head in for some of Starship Troopers when yeah. we show that on thirty-five. Yeah, yeah that's a great print. The thirty-five print of Starship Shut Troopers, it. which we have quite regularly, that has an awesome soundtrack on it, and yeah. it really shows off our five-point-one. Because again, we're old-fashioned. We've only got. I only got 5.1. <laughs> Shout out, Dolby. Um, so if Dolby would like to gift us with if an Atmos system, please, yeah. um, please. Pretty, please. Pretty, pretty Does anyone listen anybody listening Dolby? works for Dolby? But our, uh, our sound system in Screen One is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. With good old-fashioned 5.1. Um, Starship Troopers always sounds brilliant in yeah. there, and it always looks great. Um, Shout out, Paul Verhoeven. Yes. 
Okay. Um, all what these stands. All these Verhoeven hive. Yeah. Know, the <laughs> last year, I can't really think of anything that's really excited me. There has been some stuff. I mean, I really enjoyed doing the Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy double bills. Yeah. Because yeah. I was yeah. a big fan of yeah. Beyond the Black Rainbow before I started working here. Yeah, apologies to you because you did want to jump in on that. I did, uh, yeah. Sam, Sam got, got it. it. Sam yeah. got you. That was fine, though, because yeah. I really enjoyed what Sam had to say about yeah. that. Yeah. And we've had lots of conversations about that film. Yeah. Um, that was a really good episode in general. Just Sam, I was really like, just like, oh, whoa. like just all the stuff he was talking about with school and all that. And yeah. yeah. It was just like a really nice chat but uh, that was the first film i asked for because paul usually gets around and asks so what would you like to see yeah Uh, Yeah. and i remember requesting that and at the time it didn't have a uk distribution deal and so it was like oh yeah but again a film which looks great in our auditorium you know and goes really well with our auditorium as does most lynch yeah yeah about the lynch films all the time i'm not Um, even sure if uh Beyond the Black Rainbow still even has a UK distribution. I think we just asked uh we asked the man himself. Yeah, yeah. and he said he was like, like, Yeah, go ahead and show it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was a really cool I double think. bill. Yeah. Um hopefully we'll get that double bill yeah. back at some time. Yeah. Um because yeah, and again Mandy, which was a year ago now. Yeah. Um, I remember when they came successful out. Yeah. For us. Uh, again, yeah. really good film, really fun to show because you know, that had a simultaneous home release as well as a cinema release. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people flocked to see it at the cinema. Yeah, because yeah. that was the reason why we got it because huge... no one took yeah, it. Yeah. No one wanted it. We were like, we'll and we take it. it for ages. Yeah. I think I saw Mandy a good ten times. Yeah. And Mandy was so big for us. It was like responsible for us having one of the biggest years we've ever had yeah, yeah like, and it was, it was nuts and fun yeah. to show you know because that again is another film which really shows off the uh the quality of the sound mm. yeah and the sound that, system really well yeah. mastered that film yeah. score is insane yeah a really great sound work going on in the background of that film mm. which mm-hmm. you sit in a cinema to really really appreciate yeah yeah um which on a slight tangent we've got coming up um or at least i hope we will have coming up in the new year color out of space oh yeah Yeah. did you Um, manage to were you working that night i didn't see the film although i did spot test it so i've seen probably about 15 minutes split up throughout the movie so i've got an idea yeah yeah Um, it looked great it looked really really great Mm -hmm. and i do believe it has been picked up for a uk distribution yeah i think so i think we have put out the feelers um so hopefully that does come our way this is the newer nicholas cage yeah. film cage kind of nicholas like cage yeah. hp lovecraft yeah. by the same production team who yeah. brought mandy to the With screens like elijah wood and stuff yeah. yeah and of course that's uh directed by richard stanley yeah. and i'm a big fan of richard stanley um i think i was shout out paul was harassing uh-huh. paul to book hardware <laughs> in on 35 yeah. north christmas i don't yeah. know if he ever did i feel like we did it one year. It has been done yeah. here, yeah, and it was done from a 35 yeah. mil print. It's before yeah. I worked here, definitely, because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was like one of our Christmas. alternative Christmas yeah. films, because we do like to show some alternative yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. This year's got a really good lineup, to be honest, like an alternative yeah. Christmas, which is good. Which is all really exciting. We should show Muppets Christmas Carol backwards. That'd be all <laughs> Well, Let me see what we can do. Hell yeah. <laughs> I believe... <laughs> I believe that we're showing up its Christmas Carol from 35 mil this Ooh, year. Yeah, I think Even there the is at least version? maybe at least one version. Not, no. not, it won't be single one. Oh, because, it's just the film, yeah. Uh, one of the things that's exciting for Christmas this year is we're showing some, we're mixing it up a little yeah. bit. Mm. Some of the same films, but we'll be showing some which are subtitled. Yep. Oh, okay. So, yeah, for 
the action yeah, on hearing yeah. loss. That's which right. Is great. That's awesome. And that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, really cool. And we'll be showing the sing-along versions. But also, I think we've got a Muppets Christmas Carol coming on 35 mm-hmm. now. So that'll be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think It's a Wonderful Life is yeah. back yeah, again. We'll have that. Last yeah. year, we had it, we which, had it for the first time, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Really yeah, cool. Mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's always exciting to be able to have that mix up during the Christmas period. Yeah, because Christmas is like... monotonous. Yeah, it's because it's a lot of the same films. And it's one of the, to be honest, though, I think it's one of my favorite times at the cinema. Yeah. Uh, mind you, last couple of years, I haven't really been down on the floor mm-hmm. as much as I For used Christmas, to be back yeah. in the day. But it was always so joyful. Like, I felt like you had less interactions that were kind of negative with yeah. customers. And yeah. uh, like, it was like, everyone's just in good spirits. The smell of mold wine just as intoxicating yeah, in the air. that was my favorite thing to do. It's so good. Feeling like, triggered already. It. Yeah, I know. I'm missing it this year. I'm yeah. missing the mold wine and the mince pie. We'll send this year. you some mold wine. Thank you, but it won't be the same because I won't be the one making it. <laughs> uh, well, it will be the same because it's uh, the same at the recipe. end of the night, it's always just kind of cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, but like Ollie and I are often really just like anal about yeah. getting the right spices in and the right yeah. number of bags in. And no, that's good though. I think it's important to have some care in putting into your mulled wine because I oh, go definitely. around and I drink some mulled wine from time to time in some places and like I will say the Prince Charles Cinema does the best mulled wine yeah. shout out to Peter putting a little bit of a little twist on it and it's the best mulled wine you'll have in London I so, guarantee it come in and get some yeah. that's not why plug, you're always so rosy cheeked at Christmas <laughs> Jamie you have been here a while you've mm. dealt with Mm. all the 35 you're talking about how much you enjoy all that stuff but like why is it important for us to keep and like the prince charles cinema does it and that we keep it alive keeping film alive 35 70 presentation that's another thing because there's a lot about starting a film on 35 millimeter but we kind of touched on a little bit but just the overall presentation of it is really important here where we try Mm -hmm. to make it like it's really old school we like you know there's a lot of thought about the curtains opening and the lights and all that. Yeah, so. the atmosphere. I mean, this like this is the thing uh, people don't always appreciate that the the quality of the thirty five mil print is above two K cinema projection. It can be above four K. Um, you know, it's a really strange process when you stop to think about it because it's lots of little photographs mm-hmm. pushed in front yeah. of a light, put yeah. up on a big screen with an analog soundtrack usually playing. Although they do have digital soundtracks as well. And that is nothing like the digital version. Um, You know, it's a completely different process. It's, I mean, it still blows my mind now when we inspect prints and we make them up and you get the magnifying glass out and you're having a look at the actual image that's on the Mm -hmm. print. Yeah. Because that's sort of like, there's you can't beat that. And it can be difficult to maintain the quality of projection because, again, as we say, prints get damaged. Often with the older prints that we show here, they acquire character. Yeah, yeah. character. Um, as that's Scratch a really great it? way to put it, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. But, again, all those, it's the same as when you listen to a, a vinyl, yeah, you know, and definitely. you get a record. It definitely ages because it's a physical thing. Yeah, and without a doubt, that can be to a detriment sometimes because mm-hmm. it can get so bad where you sort of like, mm. okay, we're, we're losing something now. Mm. But, you know, you see a sort of, you see a screen spring to life. It flickers to life with the real film being shown on it. And that for me is just personally, I think that is so much more absorbing. You yeah, know, yeah. you get into it, it draws you in, you fall into that hole. Mm. 
and your reality gets completely suspended so much quicker than digital, which can be a little bit cold. Yeah. And some people might argue back that that's a little bit of a, you know, a nostalgic thing or a little bit of wish fulfillment and that really doesn't matter. No, you know. It does matter, yeah. I think it matters and I think it's important that cinemas do keep on showing the traditional methods of mm. running films. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I hope it will carry on here forever, basically, yeah. because, you know, it's a beautiful thing to see a 35 yeah. mil. Uh, 70 mil print and we don't get much in the way of new 70 mil although we had paul thomas anderson's yeah. phantom, phantom thread, thread which was yeah. gorgeous oh, that was such an exciting day when they sent us the phantom thread yeah. straight from the lab yeah. and it was like brand new pristine 70 we, mil print was that when we showed it when he was here that was when we showed it for the man himself yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, lovely guy shout lovely out paul guy. thomas anderson i remember that day you were it. managing and we was, uh, John was managing and I was sat behind the till with John. PTA came in through the door, waved, and then we were both just kind of stunned. Yeah, like, huh? yeah really awesome chap. Yeah, he's um, so I mean, nice. Phenomenal he's so director nice. as well, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and to be able to show a film for a director, there is nothing mm. more nerve-wracking. Yeah. You know, because it's Even, like, yeah, don't don't screw it up. Don't, don't yeah. screw it up. And, and then you screw it up a little bit and you're like, oh. A little behind the scenes uh about that film as well um we were lucky enough to even get a little bit of this testing done yeah uh, i was just before i came here that was uh, yeah when he was making the film he was testing oh my god they did the 70 mil rushes were done here oh my god and even a little bit of digital dailies and i think or maybe some 35 or something but yeah we i remember just like seeing some people hearing some buzzing in the box I don't know if he was here himself, but uh, during those, he could have been. I but think they he were, was. I think yeah, because they were so. filming in London. So Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah that yeah. was really cool. Oh. Yeah, I love that for us as well, that mm. we we have that ability have uh, good to be here to like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, we've tested quite a few little like 70 millimeter, uh, like trailer reels or just yeah. anything like, you know, just to kind of see like dailies or whatever, how something looks. Um, we gotta, we've got the facilities yeah, to do so. Which is really cool. Yeah. Bring more of that to us. If, yeah. Uh, Mr. Producer man out there. We're happy to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come, come comply with the Prince Charles. Yeah. Prince Charles. We're nice. Yeah. We don't bite. How are you doing for time? Yeah. Winding down, winding, winding down, down, winding yeah. down. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I mean, I was. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get in about how much I hate the film Antichrist because oh, yeah. I was going to come on okay. and do that because yeah. we showed yeah. Antichrist on 35. You were. I had. You? I had the pleasure yeah. of running it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did make sure the presentation <laughs> was good for it, even though I hated it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a terrible, terrible film. Terrible. Yeah. Um, terrible. Lars von Trier in, in general. Like sorry. It. I mean, you know, sorry, Lars, if you're a regular listener to the. Uh, podcast um, <laughs> or burning bridges hate, hate your films yeah. uh, with a passion first it was what's his name uh from uh the video game oh guy my God. Yeah. yeah i mean yeah. they're flip sides of the same coin really in <laughs> terms of uh, you, talent do you remember when we showed we showed him the house that jack built which is his new one that I, was did, terrible. Uh, I did i mean i, I ignored i every saw that on halloween it, day last year <laughs> like at like seven or eight in the morning Why? Because I had to go see it because oh, we were going to okay. pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, did I didn't like mind it. it as much as some of his other stuff. But yeah, it was a difficult watch that I early in the morning. 45 minutes. Tams and yeah. I were at the back sort of just laughing. <laughs> um, anyway, Antichrist. Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, again, one of the fun things, it can actually be really great to 
we show films here and yeah. tastes differ. And sometimes you're starting a film and you're thinking, God, I hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you realize that you've got an audience who've come out to, to see, see it, it yeah. and it can sometimes be, you know, a wet, rainy night and people have made the effort to come into central London to watch yeah. a film like mm-hmm. that. And it's a little bit of a buzz, you know, you get your job satisfaction because yeah. it's like, well, you know, you want this to be as good for them as it possibly can be. Yeah. And so you take the film off, you throw it away and you put something <laughs> else on it. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I mean, that is, that's great. You came um, here for Antichrist, I'm going to give you The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> which, uh, we which we show shown, regularly yeah, which was, on 35. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great print, not it has to be print. said, Again, but uh, it's another one that's so. aged badly. I remember yeah. um, I saw Alien here before I started working here and it was pink. Seventy mil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to show that one again. Yeah, probably not. There's no color in it. Yeah, and there are sound issues. And usually, you know, one or the other's not too bad. And again, we've not really talked. We will. I'll come back and talk to you again, and we can talk about some of the issues that we get with uh, thirty-five and seventy mil prints, Mm. especially the vintage prints. Yeah. Because yes, sometimes they lose color. That particular batch of Technicolor films, which go pink or red, purple, sometimes quite an exciting variation. Um, but you get sound issues on the old 70 mil mag prints sometimes, and that can be really distracting if you've got knocking or hiss all the way yeah. through the film. Yeah. So if there's no color and the sound's ruined, it's like, is there really any point in showing this yeah, to people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I know there are diehard fans of film who will come and watch. Yeah. But there is a different experience. There's a part of me which sort of like says you have to draw the line and you have to have a cutoff point Mm -hmm. where where a film has become unwatchable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No matter how much it's great to show it for an audience sort of thing. And Alien on 70mm was definitely one that's gone too far. Because, you know, you go back to the original print and you look at a comparison to how it should look. Yeah. And you realize you're losing so much in that. And that's frustrating for us, you know, as uh, projection workers because you just sort of like, you know, we're not giving you what you deserve as yeah. mm-hmm. at that point. Or what was intended yeah. by the film. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not something we want to do here either. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. yeah. It's It'll like we want to have the best possible Absolutely. version only. And I mean, sometimes there's no option if we're going to yeah. show a film. Sometimes like we get regular showings of Warriors. Though. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and that's a, really a print old, that's scratchy. Yeah. Old school print. It, it is the only print in existence. Yeah. Which is cool um, that we got it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there's no color in it. I think yeah. there's a little bit of blue somewhere somebody's headband is in blue and yeah, you're like what yeah. a colour yeah yeah um, and then it's that bit in the subway when they're on rollerblades and I was like oh it's green at the yeah. same time <laughs> at the same time showing that film still off film yeah. is kind of like cool, really cool even though it has gone to pieces like that mm. but um, again uh, maybe one day we'll talk somebody into striking a reprint of the Warriors yeah 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 really someone cool. put some money there's a interesting little company here in London called cpc that uh make new film prints they did uh they did thunder road thunder road actually yeah was one of the films from this year that i really really enjoyed i I don't feel it i don't feel it gets enough praise yeah Yeah. i will say still i think we're gonna do a recap probably at the end of the year every time of like favorite films this year but that's been my favorite film i've seen this year i really enjoyed that yeah it's so good and it's like you don't get many films that deal with the topic of grief yeah Yeah. where which are at the same time 
comedy yeah kind of you know like um which it kind of was yeah um yeah and i think it handled it really well yeah Uh, and i think it's one of those films that sometimes people watch and i think sometimes younger people watch it and think i don't quite get this Mm -hmm. come back to it in 10 or 15 years time when the world has had its way with you a little bit more you may find yourself resonating maybe one of your parents happens to pass away which is what it got me on got me for the same reason as well you know i could identify with so much of what yeah. that guy was going through in that yeah, movie you know definitely and life is like that you get that weird sort of like comedy and tragedy in twisted same, together yeah. so often and yeah so that was a great film and we had that on a beautiful 35 mil print yeah we still have that we i think we do we i do? think we are currently, we are the we are, we are caretaking yeah Aww. we are it is in our yeah. archive uh, locked uh, away safely until yeah. somebody uh, else wants jim to. cummings allowed us to be yeah. the home of that absolutely print. and i He's hope we get it dude. back on the screen yeah. sometime it's so I'm, good i'm sure we will actually yeah. um Paul. Hopefully next year. Paul? Shout out, Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, <laughs> it's a film that's based on a uh, Bruce Springsteen song, and I know you <laughs> love you Bruce Springsteen. Love, we know you love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. All okay. Right. Thanks Thank so much, Jamie, for coming yeah. on. We um, will have thank you, you again for having sometime. me on. I would love to okay. come on again. I'd love to come on with some of the the other funky staff that work yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to you having some of our staff back as well. Yeah. We've already been on. Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, Tamsin said she was up for another one. I yeah, enjoyed yeah. Tamsin's podcast go, incredibly. She's <laughs> one of my favorite people she's in the whole world. Very, very funny she's and very, very funny, insightful so as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, loads of the other staff as well. Uh, again, like I said at the start. Lots of the staff here are such good fun to talk to because they've all got such crazy opinions about film. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I really good. enjoy that aspect of this podcast <laughs> yeah. that more people get to hear some yeah. of the strange and crazy things our guys talk about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, this podcast is basically all our conversations behind the kiosk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is it. And it's like yeah. so often the topic of conversation is what's your favorite film from one genre or another yeah, genre? Others. The conversations start and you yeah. hear some great stuff and you definitely, learn yeah. stuff. Mm. That's brilliant. Mm hmm. Anyway, have fun, guys. Before you go, sweet salt to your mix. Pop oh, bar. yeah, quick. Mixed. Mixed? Yeah. All right. That's All right. good enough. Yeah. Cheers, Jamie. <laughs> High five. Thanks Catch so you much. guys later. See you later, yeah, See you later. Thanks, have Jamie. Have a lovely day at work. All right. All right. And we're back. That was really fun, wasn't it? That was it? fun. I might just leave that in yeah. in the middle and just be a nice interruption. Uh like you know to the normal format Mm -hmm. which is uh something i always like to play around with yeah because why not because form is a construct (laughs) we can do whatever we want with it yeah um it was really nice having jamie on finally yeah before you before i go go that was a nice little gift for me i love jamie so much i adore jamie yeah he's so sweet he's so sweet and he's so smart and so awesome and good at his job yeah and he's gonna bath the second he listens to see like (laughs) to listen to me say all these things about him but also when he hears all the nice things he said he said yeah he's like oh god i was way too nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh if you guys enjoyed jamie talking to us uh, a little bit about projection that was a little bit of a Open insight into yeah. the projection world of the Prince Charles yeah. Cinema, which I think is uh, something that I've been wanting to have on this podcast since while, we started. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if you enjoyed that, just let us know. We'll have Jamie back sometime have and Jamie maybe back. some other projectionists. Yeah. We'll see. But Jamie's the one that's been the most like open to coming on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll have Jamie again. Um, we'll just jump back into where we were. We yeah. were talking about the week that was going on. Uh, what do we get? Yeah. So we 
mentioned our marathons. Mm-hmm. And My heart's stuff. breaking because this is the yes. week that I leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there are some films that I asked for and want to watch, <laughs> but I can't because I'm not here. Well, we get into those in a we'll second. We get into those yeah. in a sec. But yeah, John, um, what are what are the other? So what else we got? There's so much good stuff. So yeah. the marathons are are nasty. They're so good. We're, we're um, showing the thing in most of yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. That's all you can want. Yeah. And go listen to last week's episode where we, we talked about, about the thing, and it was really yeah, good. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So Saturday we've got 1932's The Mummy. Yes. Which with uh, Boris Karloff. Yes. Which is so good, and I'm Not really happy this year. Not the one with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that one. Or Tom Cruise. Not Tom um, Cruise. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot he did the remake. Yeah. Oh god. This is Sorry. like recent mummy one. Yeah, mummy. Yeah, back right. when Universal were making really sick monster horror movies. monster movies. Yeah. So which is we got a genre a, quite a few that I think needs to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But like the way they used to make them. Yeah. Definitely. And no CGI. No, please. Give us more. We were Give talking about practical effects last week. I, I really enjoy it. Like, Because next week, I think it is that we're showing uh, The Wolfman, which we'll talk about a little bit yeah. next week. But I love The Wolfman, and I love the costumes, the uh, makeup. It's mm-hmm. so good. Just give it. Come on. Good, come, on. come back. There are lots of very talented yeah. people that still do that. So um, Sunday, yeah. Robert Mitchum classic, uh, The Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Can't wait to see that again. Uh, I might. I don't know if I'll come in for it, but I want to see that again soon because I watched it here for the first time on a Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. uh, and it was quite terrifying, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, Robert Mitchum is really scary. Yeah, um, So it's great that it's in the Halloween program. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, we've had uh, Terminator 1 and 2 back on. Uh, so yeah, and it's you can on, listen back to the episode we did the Jesse. Yeah, so it's 1 and 2 playing as a double feature on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then they're also playing separately on Wednesday, so you can pick Make and your choose. Own double bill. Yeah. And then speaking of double bills, make mm-hmm. your own double bill on Monday, a Stephen King double bill. Yeah. Where we got Brian De Palma's Carrie. Which I asked followed for. Followed by John Carpenter's Christine. Which I also asked for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. no, uh, that's a really sick double bill. Yeah. We love women and we love white girl names. Let's start with the letter C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so at the end of the week, we've got werewolves just basically closing out everything, yeah. which is one um, of my favorite monsters. As I mentioned, I did love It's the my Wolfman. favorite monster. I yeah. wrote my um, uni sort of thesis piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. My show's about a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, know what it is about werewolves. They're fucking they're cool, cool, though. They're but... cool. Why would you want to be some pasty, blood-sucking, <laughs> pretty boy when you can yeah. be cool? <laughs> Although, to be fair, a lot of were- uh, vampire Vampires films, are, they can yeah. turn into wolves as well. So, uh, yeah. in certain vampire in certain lore. Vampire so, lore. maybe they are cooler. I don't know. But I don't know. There's something so romantic about the werewolf. and Even uh, though vampires are marketed towards romance? Yeah. But they're like... Vampires are creeps, whereas werewolves are like the unsung, like rom- romantic hero. You I know, I think I think werewolves are a, a lot about community, if mm-hmm. anything, because you yeah. know, you got your pack and you look out for each other. Whilst vampires are like, I'm going to live in this big castle. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, well, werewolves close it out. We got 2000s Canadian horror film Ginger Snaps, like we mentioned yeah. earlier, is playing in the teen horror marathon, but it's also playing, playing on, its, on own. its own on Tuesday, and, and also- it's only. Yeah. One bound for members. a member screening. Also on Tuesday, it is on Tuesday, right? Um, one of my favorite films ever that I asked for and Paul actually got, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. I, uh, le- I'm i going to leave a little bit of air for that for, for you a uh, little yeah. bit later if you want to talk cool. about Jennifer's Body. I will always want um, to talk about I'll it. Let you, you'll take it right <laughs> after I say this. Go for it. On Thursday, mm-hmm. American Werewolf in London. Yes. Another werewolf film. Basically awesome. about John. John Landis. Yeah. 
it is my life. Yeah. Um, I am a werewolf and I have permanent residency now. So get rid of me now. Boris Johnson, come on, try. So you're American. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Jennifer's body. Yes. I am leaving space for you because I didn't get a chance to watch it. And um, I yeah. will admit that I've never seen it. Wow. Yeah, I've not okay. seen it. I missed it when it came out. I, come in I, I, on Tuesday. I'm aware of it. Yeah. Remember it when it was uh, coming out. Yeah. Um, come in on Tuesday to yeah. see it because I think it does deserve. I, this is the thing. I've noticed that I really like films that didn't do well when they first came out and now are revered, revered as cult classics. And yeah. this is one of them because a lot of this film's marketing really let it down because it yeah. was sold as this like teenage boy sex fantasy with Megan Fox yeah, obviously because yeah. Transformers she, and she's yeah she was gorgeous height of her she was yeah sex like her icon sex symbolism at, time, at yeah. the time but with Jennifer's body it's actually like a really fun a really smart like revenge flick and it's more so a film about female friendship mm-hmm. and the importance of that um so Megan Fox plays Jennifer I think her name is Jennifer Check in the film. And she's like the cheerleader, the popular girl. Um, she's a bit more promiscuous than her best friend, Needy. Played by Amanda, played by Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah. Um, apparently a lot of other like really famous actresses now were up for that role. Because uh, if it wasn't um, Amanda Seyfried, Amanda Bynes actually auditioned oh, really? for it. Wow. Emma Stone, um, Lizzie Kaplan. Wow. Like, yeah, okay. it would have been. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... Uh, one night, Jennifer um, goes out into this bar. She's like in high school, um, and then she meets this band. Um, Adam, uh, yeah, Adam Brody is one of the yeah. band members. Like Chris, he was, yeah, he was also at the top of his game on the at OC. The top of, at yeah, the yeah, this is he was him yeah. fresh off of the OC. Yeah, and then um, so she meets this band, and they're like attracted to her. They like her, and then she lies to them and tells them that she's a virgin, and they commit like they're trying to commit a sacrifice so their career will barrel forward and then it goes wrong because Jennifer is not a virgin so then her body becomes possessed by a demon and she fucking kills all of them Um, and then she does develop the thirst for human flesh and mostly for boys that have wronged her so it's like a nice like nice is like the wrong word it's it's a really strong like revenge flick yeah that's good though yeah yeah i mean it's funny it's actually very it's funny that uh you mentioned that because you wouldn't get that from the trailer no not at all yeah the way they edit the trailer it's like oh she's she's evil like hell is a teenage girl exactly girl walking around and like and it's that iconic that was one of my favorite shots ever it's like this iconic scene where she puts like a lighter under her Tongue, oh yeah and she doesn't burn yeah. And like it's yeah it's sick <laughs> but yeah no no it's a great film it's a, i think a really great halloween film it's very modern um the female leads are really strong the soundtrack is like hilarious it's very like late 2000s yeah like it, yeah and and what's what's a shame is that like everybody involved i mean like karen kasama the director didn't really get to go on to do more stuff like I think she's done a few TV episodes with like Men in the High Castle and stuff like that yeah. she's a great director and um, the writer for this wrote Juno oh yeah so yeah, yeah, straight yeah, off yeah. like of an Oscar win like or an yeah. Oscar nom like, I forgot about that this, yeah. and that's how she, like she got all the funding but um, yeah no it, it's one of those things where I think people need to give it a chance and see it for what it is as opposed to what it was trying to be sold as which is really funny because that's a lot of what the film is about. Like Jennifer is somebody that doesn't want to be hypersexualized. That doesn't like, she didn't choose the way people see her the same way the film didn't choose the way it was marketed, even though like, yeah, the studio basically scrapped all the stuff that the director and the writer came up with like marketing wise and then went with that. So 
Fucking Hollywood. Yeah, it's fucking Hollywood. <laughs> Leave Megan alone. Yeah. I adore Megan Fox. I think she's amazing. I think she gets a bad rap. She does. Like, um, she does. She's like... Which I think is... The Transformers it makes sense. effect? Yeah, well, Transformers, this film, I mean, just the way it's marketed. It's yeah. all like that marketing and stuff. And um, also, it's just like over-sexualization in yeah. society in any way. Like, uh, she's actually a really good actress. She's a great and, actress. Uh, and it's also yeah. like, in this sense, when I watch it now, at least when I've watched it when I'm a lot older, it's like, it's become a lot more empowering that she can take her sexuality into her own hands. Yeah. As opposed to like, maybe back then in 2009, um, like early 2010, it's still seen as, oh my God, Megan Fox. Like this film wasn't like, the all the reviews were like, this film isn't sexy enough. It's not funny enough. It's not scary enough. Nobody's pretty enough. It's like, what do you want from it? And why are, why are like men or the, not the target audience of this, the only ones having any say about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting um, about film criticism today anyway, because you really think about, you're hearing lots of reviews from these people who obviously may not be the targeted audience. And sometimes, I mean, film is accessible to everyone, but it's one of those things where like, I'm glad that it's, it's gotten another life now and it's, it's being reclaimed by, you know, women, queers and horror mm, fans. Definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my two cents on Jennifer's body. Yeah. Well, Jennifer's body is playing on Tuesday, the 22nd. The 22nd yeah. At uh, 6.20, and it's also showing from 35 millimeter. It's showing from 35. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, so, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and it's uh, celebrating its 10th anniversary. So come yeah. see it uh, for Ari in for me, memory in of Ari. Because she wants to see it. Convince the projectionist to take something from me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what else you got, John? Because I know you want to yeah. talk about something else. I really want to talk about The Lost Boys. Hell, Yeah. Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Sammy, help me! Stay back! Stay back! What's happening to me, Star? Get yourself a good, sharp stick. Drive it right through his heart. You're a vampire, Michael! My own brother, a damn blood-sucking vampire! Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy! When a vampire buys it, it's never a pretty sight. Right on the coming! Oh, shit! can't let the lost boys go without yeah. talking about because it, it is one of my favorite uh vampire films i think it's it's the vampire film i yeah. think a lot of modern vampire films now definitely yeah. owe its look to this film yeah because you had you had like a, f- a couple years before you had fright night yeah which sort of was one of the early teen vampire films which also inspired a lot of films that like one in particular i want to talk about just for just mentioning its name mm. is my best friend's a vampire yeah which no one really knows that much about because it is just one of those just like hey i ripped off a film yeah. sort of thing but it's so good it's really really good. funny um but the lost boys is like taking 
teenage vampire film and pushing and, it and pushing it and upping the sex appeal, which I do have a little bit of info about. But mm. Lost Boys is showing for the whole week from Friday, week long engagement, and it's on thirty five millimeter mm-hmm. every screening. Mm. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, thirty five mil. Delicious. Here we go. Teenage brothers Michael, played by Jason Patrick, and Sam, played by Corey, Corey Haim, move with their mother Diane Weist. My God, I love Diane Weist. What a cast. Um, to a small town in Northern California, while the younger Sam meets a pair of kindred spirits and geeky comic book nerds, Edward, played by Corey Feldman, Corey, double Corey, and Alan, uh, Jameson Newlander, uh, the ink's ridden Michael soon falls for a star, Jamie played by Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Oh, I love Jamie Gertz <laughs> yeah, so much. Amazing. Oh. Um, who turns turns out to be enthralled to David mm. Keither Sutherland. I an icon. And um, he's a leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his new friends must save Michael and Star from the undead. Ooh. Yeah. So it's 1987 cult classic from Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Yes. Another Schumacher uh, fell. <laughs> he's gifted Schumacher us. Uh, he's the world with St. Elmo's fire falling down. <laughs> Batman forever and Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin. And Flatliners. Flatliners. Just to name a few the of F-line his amazing films. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're... You're not going to have a bad time when you go for a little bit of Schumacher. Oh, of course. Um, he gets a lot of like flack, I think, because of the bat nips. But yeah. at the same time, those films are fucking fun. And those Schumacher fun. always gives us great he cult delivers. classics. So um, it's the first film that will feature Corey Haim and Corey Feldman together, together which yeah. would mark their partnership that was known as the two Corys. The two Corys. Um, Double and Corey. Did you know it was only filmed in three weeks? Whoa. What? Apparently the film like. What? Uh, it was like in deliberation a lot. There was a lot going on. But when they okay. actually start filming it, three weeks, knocked it out. Yo. That's insane, that's right? That's so crazy. And it's so good. And it's so good. Yeah. Um, Richard Donner, who uh, directed it, it like. Yeah, which really attached to it. Yeah, he was project, originally right? going to be the, yeah. the director and he, he ended up. Up, uh, executive producing it yeah. and then he hired Schumacher because I think it was a lot of like you know it, it was, was just back and forth they just didn't know what they were going to yeah. do and Richard Donner finally was like alright fuck it give it to Schumacher Richard Donner in turn also ended up directing uh, Lethal Weapon that yeah. year and in Lethal Weapon they're going by a movie theater and you can see Lost Boys, Lost Boys on yeah. the readograph so I also hey. read that uh, Mary Lambert who did a bunch of Madonna's music videos was originally attached to director mm. as well which is super cool yeah there was a lot of a lot, lot of, of people yeah, a lot of people getting yeah. added on and dropped off but yeah great so, result uh, the film was set in Santa Cruz um, well I think Santa, Santa Carla, Carla but yeah. it was shot in Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz. Um, but it you know, it was known as like being the murder capital. That's what they kept calling it in yeah. the film. And Santa Cruz Chamber of Commerce, they were pretty upset by it because uh, they we didn't want to the re- they didn't want to yeah. relive the murder capital moniker, which they had, had been hung mm. with during the serial killers rampage in the seventies. Uh, so it was, was a serial killer loose. No, it wasn't no. Zodiac. I, I did look up his name and I fucking forgot it. I'll look it up. I love yeah. true crime. Um, but yeah, this is. A really interesting thing here. So the original screenplay, which you can make, I mean, this this will make sense, but um, <laughs> but yeah, the original screenplay written by Jan Fisher and James uh, Jeremias was originally about a bunch of Goonie type fifth and sixth yeah, and eighth yeah. graders, uh, kid vampires. So they were going to be kid vampires <laughs> with Goonie uh, vampires. <laughs> yeah, with the Frog Brothers being chubby eight year old Cub Scouts. Oh, <laughs> sounds a little bit more like uh, the That's Monster so Squad. Cute. Um, and star being a boy instead yeah. of the love interest. Uh, and the original inspiration came uh, from James Jeremiah, uh, uh, who 
cult upon the notion that uh, Peter Pan could fly and he visited Wendy and her yeah, brothers Peter at Pan's night and would never grow old. Uh, so it was just that the fact that like Peter Pan would be a vampire was the genesis, genesis story for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And in the first draft of the script, uh, the character David was originally named Peter, actually. Yeah. They and, named a bunch of other Peter Pan characters in there, right? Yeah, yeah, there was more characters, yeah. And uh, in the final draft, uh, many name changes were made, but like originally the two brothers, Michael and John, uh, were later, yeah, which was John. later changed to Sam, and uh, the mother's name was Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the dog Nanook, though, was mm-hmm. like actually an inspiration for Nana, oh. the dog. Um, and the grandfather character uh he was never part of the original story. Yeah. Uh, but, Grandpa's fucking But they hilarious. added him in. Yeah. Um, but Schumacher just like hated the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this and isn't Peter Pan. Yeah. He I'm told making him, a sexy vampire movie yeah, to that was follow basically, yeah. all my other sexy teen movies. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> I'm not going to sign on unless we change them to teenagers. <laughs> and they, it's much more sexier and yeah. more interesting. More interesting. So. Which, thank God, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, that would have been weird if Schumacher I mean, made a child vampire film. yeah i mean it would make i think it kind of makes sense if it was like richard because richard donner was attached to yeah, it and he had done the goonies, goonies and yeah. stuff so but Wait, would that yeah mean, in terms of vampire though would that mean those kids just stay kids as vampires yeah yeah or, or is like, that the rule is, is that with only vampires when you're bit? i think uh with I vampires bit, right? you stay youthful you're, forever yeah. at the age you became a vampire, a vampire okay. yeah which most vampire films tend yeah. to follow but if you were born one you grow up and then kind of just stay Right. Yeah, I guess oh, no. so. I don't, I don't know. know. That's the Twilight. We'll ball, find out with Twilight. <laughs> Did their kid Cause, grow up? Because no, yeah, yeah. No, she she grew up yeah. rapidly, lest we forget. She, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah the, that CGI baby monster, <laughs> Christ, that falls in love with the werewolf. We don't. Uh, we don't consider Sorry. Twilight a part of uh, vampire, vampire lore. lore. No, I'm just joking. Not I'll, I'll let I w- people I w- have their vampire oh lore. God, whatever, if they love Twilight. Twilight. It was made for 8.5 million, mm. um, but it ended up making 32.2 million, yeah. which is not bad. Um, but also, it was like, you know, it mixed reviews, mixed yeah. bag. Um, a lot of people loved it because it was just like dark and mysterious dark, and fun. Mysterious, and mysterious, but kind of uh, trashy. It is just like a cult classic yeah. now. You know, like one of those films that just like, you know, it wasn't like, hey, this is the greatest film of all time. But now a lot of people pull like, it out and be like, this is hey. one of the greatest vampire films ever. Yeah. Which is, um, I think, so fascinating with a lot of the, like, we keep talking about how we need to, like, we often reevaluate our favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I realize that a lot of my favorite films are those films. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. It, I love Starship Troopers and Showgirls and and The Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. And, Lost Boys is so good. Yeah, and Jennifer's Body and stuff. It's, it's, it's interesting just to see the way audiences more and more will shape film criticism as opposed to I think back then people sought out film criticism to determine what it was that we're going to watch but um, The Lost Boys is really interesting to me because um, I listen to another podcast that do I talk about this I talk about how did this get made a lot and they did an episode on Solo Babies and in that film, Jamie Gertz and Jason Patrick are in the Yeah, film that's how well. Jamie Gertz got the role, yeah. actually. Oh. Jason Patrick recommended her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they did this. Great. Yeah. Great. I think... Uh, Free them from Solar Babies. I'm not sure if, like, she was, like, first choice, obviously, but Jason Patrick was, like, pushing for it. And yeah. And finally got her in, which is cool. So, yeah. Teen queen, Jamie Gertz. Yeah. She's amazing. She's awesome. Um, She gave us one of the greatest lines ever in Twister. Mm. Like, we have cows! <laughs> <laughs> Julia, we got cows. 
I think the grandpa in The Lost Boys has one of the best lines ever. And it was like, I can't stand these vampires or something. He says, like, at the end, he's like, the thing about living in, in Santa Clara, Santa, what's it called? Santa Carla. Santa yeah. Carla is, um, oh, I can't stand all these damn vampires. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, when the vampires break into the house, basically, yeah. they, like, come in because they've let the leader in mm. without knowing. Vampires need to be invited. The mother, yeah, yeah, that the mother let the leader in. So they all were, like, able to come in and... Uh, they were attacking and everything, and one of them, uh, one of the boys, like threw the uh, big boombox into the bathtub mm-hmm. and like electrocuted. Like, oh, death by audio, <laughs> which has given us one of the greatest like uh, pedal, so like uh, guitar pedal, yeah, distributors ever. Mm. Like death by audio. So yeah, mm. Mm. good line. Um, see that film, The Lost Boys, yeah, for an entire week. Come see it. from Friday. On 35 millimeter. On 35 millimeter. And the last big heavy hitter of the week. Dun, dun, um, dun. The Shining. Hell yeah. Extended cut, baby. Shining plays for an entire week. It's about Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. He becomes a winter caretaker at the isolated Overlook Hotel in Colorado, hoping to cure his writer's block. He settles in along his wife, Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and his son, Danny, Danny Lloyd, Mm -hmm. who is plagued by uh, psychic premonitions. As Jack's writing goes nowhere and Danny's visions become more disturbing, Jack discovers the hotel's dark secrets and begins to unravel in it into a homicidal maniac hellbent on terrorizing his family. Mm, a classic. Mm. Yeah. So it's a 1980 film mm-hmm. directed by Steve, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Stephen Kubrick. Yeah. Stephen Kubrick. Stephen uh, directed Stanley by Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. We all know this. Yeah. And it's based on Stephen King's 1977 novel, The Same yes. Name. Um, which now is getting the sequel to that book is yeah. now getting a film starring Ewan McGregor. Yeah, what's it called? Doctor uh, Sleep, Doctor Sleep mm. which is coming out in November. That was one of the like when I f- like had my first like job as a teenager, which was kind of just like running errands for people. That was I spent money buying that book because I was like, yeah, this is I made this money. <laughs> bought an Eminem CD. Some horror yeah. film. I bought an Eminem CD and a copy of Doctor Sleep. Nice, sounds good. <laughs> Speaking of Eminem. Oh, God. It's Um, it's snack time. Snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. Snack time. It's very late snack time. I'm out of water now, dude. Yeah. It's all right. Well, we got a couple of Eminem peanuts. It's the shareable bag. Oh, I need to figure out how to open this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, production of the film took place entirely at Ill Street, which is here yeah. in the UK, mm-hmm. not too far from London. Mm-hmm. And its sets were based on real locations. So the famous Overlook Hotel in the novel was funny enough, it's based on the real Stanley Hotel. Okay. It's called the Stanley Hotel, uh, just 
coincidentally. Uh, in Colorado. So Stephen King spent the night there and he stayed in room 217 mm. when he came up with the idea for the story. He was struck with like the desolation of the place yeah. and then he had the, like these weird dreams of his son wandering the halls mm-hmm. and there was a lot of other stuff like that ended up in the, his novel that yeah. didn't end up making it into the, the film. Um, That's a controversy there. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, some tourists flock to the hotel to this day, and uh, room 217 is the most requested hotel room. I might do um, that someday. Shout out, Paul. Yeah, live, live, live shout, shout out, Paul. Out, Paul. Bye, Paul. <laughs> but yeah, since the novel came out, the hotel is like, and the film, uh, yeah. the novel and the film came out, the hotels have like an immense increase Spike in, in business. Uh, well, business and reported hauntings. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so you can look up the Stanley Hotel Numerous like ghost programs have done like, you know, ghost hunts there and stuff. Uh, but the film version of The Overlook, it was based on two locations. And one of them is not the Stanley Hotel. Okay. Um, so it was the Timberline Lodge in Oregon, mm-hmm. which served as the exterior. Yeah. And then the um, the Awan- Awani Hotel. Sorry. Uh-huh. It's a Native American name uh, in Yosemite National Park, hmm. which served for the interiors. And the room 217 was changed to the fictional 237 because yeah. the Timberline Lodge, which served as the exterior, people would see most and know, oh, that's the Timberline Lodge. They didn't want their customers to be afraid to stay in yeah, yeah. room 217, which actually does exist, yeah. but they don't have a 237. Two, three, so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you know it was one of the first films like of the handful of films to use Steadicam? Really? Yeah, it was like invented around that okay. time. And it was one of the first films that used yeah. it. And my God, they mastered it. They did, yeah. They really uh, did. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, those shots are incredible. Is that Danny's going around the corner on yeah. his little, tr- little, uh, light, big, little tricycle? Big wheel, yeah. And you got like the... Yeah, leader the, of his own yes. biker gang. Those, it makes the film so much more creepy, to be yeah. honest. And even like the shots where he's, you know, backing away, like where the cameraman's like walking back or being pulled back. But you have... Uh, Jack Nicholson yeah. just raving down the hallway and like it's like really creepy. I've seen a lot of making of footage um, of this film. I think it was because I was in uni, but um, his daughter was behind it, right? Kubrick's daughter, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And there's just lots of really cool footage of Jack Nicholson like brushing his teeth and saying hi to crew members and kind yeah, of, like walking around the hotel. Um, but yeah, Jack Nicholson's great in this. He's so good. He's yeah. iconic. Like, like yeah. Um. I just feel like he's sort of made to play a role like that. Yeah. Like, so amazing in it. Um, he's just like... There's Johnny. So believable. Yeah. You know, he... Uh, improv that? He improv that of line. Course. Here's Johnny. Uh, and Stanley Kubrick almost didn't put it in the film because he didn't realize that... He didn't get the reference. Yeah. It's uh, based on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stanley Kubrick, spending most of his time in Britain, in, in Britain he just hadn't seen the show, so yeah. he didn't know. Here's Johnny. <laughs> Um, this is really interesting and I didn't know this. There's a lot of things about, uh, the shining that I've heard over the years mm-hmm. that I've learned and like, I'll touch on a little, a couple little things about in a bit, but this I've never read before. And I thought this was really interesting. Uh-huh. So Danny Lloyd, the little boy, yes, because he was so young and it was his first acting job. Stanley Kubrick was like, really protective of him mm-hmm. and during the shooting of the movie uh lloyd was under the impression that he was making a, a drama oh my god <laughs> yeah a performer and not not, a, not horror a horror film, film. 
in fact, like when uh, Shelly Duvall was carrying him yeah. away while shouting at uh, Jack Nicholson in the lounge, uh, she's actually carrying just a dummy. Because, <laughs> um, like, so, let's not expose him yeah, to this horror so film. that he wouldn't be in the scene. Yeah, oh, that's amazing, isn't that's it? That's amazing. And uh, he only realized the truth several, several years later when he was uh, shown a heavily edited version of the film. And then he didn't see the young cut version of the film until he was like 17, which was like 11 years after he made the film. Oh, my God. That's incredible, that isn't is it? Crazy. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Um, but you know the idea for the finger? Yeah. Danny came up with it. That's so, that's um, so wholesome. Uh, that's so talking cool. to Tony, yeah. he, he came up with his own. He, he did it spontaneously during his first audition. We love And they actor. just like put it in the film. Yeah, what a talent. Yeah. For the scene, though, where Jack Nicholson, we were talking about the Here's Johnny thing. Uh, when mm -hmm. he breaks down the door... The prop department like built the door so that it could be easily broken. Yeah, <laughs> but Jack Nicholson actually worked as a vo volunteer fire marshal and he tore it down like way, way too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know how to break through doors. So they were forced to like build the door stronger. Yeah. And according to um, Shelley Duvall, that scene took like three days to film. Oh my and god. Used over sixty doors. Whoa. Yeah, because uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Is. You a know, madman. Is a madman perfectionist. Yeah. He's incredibly, yeah. I think he would be incredibly hard Invented, to work with. Invented, let's do another take. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for another take. Yeah. Um, Scatman Crothers. Yeah. Absolutely love Scatman Crothers and he's amazing in this film. Uh, he apparently like was just like so upset at times when making this film because it was just like take after take after take yeah, after take. Yeah, I feel like it's a traumatizing take. experience yeah. and I'm glad that a child Scarier was than the film. from Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, Scatman Crothers apparently the next, next up did a Clint Eastwood film. I can't remember what film it was. Mm -hmm. He basically almost broke down in tears when he found out that he was getting, getting to do that role and he's just like, oh, you mean like I get to work with someone who famously only does like one take? One take, take. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I get to go uh, home. Oh God, it's going to be easy. Three days, my yeah. God. And that scene's like, it's very iconic, but it's, yeah. it's a short scene. Yeah, it's not that long. But that's the thing, like uh, Stanley Kubrick just like, He's it's just a crazy person. He's crazy, yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall, they uh, expressed like open resentment towards mm -hmm. the reception of the film, feeling that critics uh, and audiences credited Stanley Kubrick solely for it yeah, without like, no, like, they worked on it. considering their, their efforts. Performances and then also and the, yeah. the crew's efforts and the strength of uh, this Stephen This is why King's I book. hate auteurism yeah. so much. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we're not, like, school. we're not like... Yeah. saying anything negative about Stanley Kubrick at all with yeah. the exception of him maybe just being a bit like Boo. really into his work and it's yeah. kind of scary like because he's a brilliant director and yeah. he gets he gets but like the credit he deserves but like for sure. it, it, at but, the cost of what yeah. the people that he works with not nah. yeah like, because um yeah they both Nicholson and Shelley Duvall have said that it's the hardest one of the hardest uh, films they've ever made in their career yeah, and Nicholson surprised. considers Duvall's uh, performance the most difficult role he's ever seen an actress take yeah. on yeah and Duvall also considers it the hardest of her life. So that's something I've heard a lot. Have you yeah. ever heard about Shelley Duvall's struggles during this film? Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's quite, pretty bad. Yeah. She got the worst. Uh, she got the brunt of yeah. yeah. Like despite like uh, Stanley Kubrick's fierce demands on everyone, uh, Jack Nicholson, he did admit to having a good working relationship with him. But mm -hmm. Shelley Duvall, it was like it was completely different director. Yeah. Um, he he picked on her more than anyone else, and uh, and it's seen in in some documentaries. There's the uh, the making of The Shining, 
Uh, and then there's also like Stanley Kubrick, a life in pictures yeah. that documentary. Yeah. He would lose his temper with her. And he even was going as far to say that she was wasting like the time of everyone on set. That's really funny. And, up. uh, she later reflected that it was probably pushing her to her limits to get the best out of her mm. and that she wouldn't trade the experience for anything, but it's just something she just wished she yeah, could didn't never have to, repeat yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where like yeah. the ethics of filmmaking I often sort of um, like to talk about because there's a difference between trying to get the best performance out of somebody as a director mm -hmm. and there's like and the ways you can do that, but I feel yeah. like it's always worth considering that at the end of the day, this is just a job and yeah. these are people, yes, you're making art, but it, it shouldn't be at the expense of somebody's yeah. mental, mental health, physical yeah. health or emotional. Yeah. Level. I mean like what they did to, you know, Nicholson apparently to get him into like sort of a, the crazy, funny, place? crazy place of mind was they were just feeding him nothing but cheese sandwiches. Oh my god! And he hated cheese sandwiches. Oh my god! That's but torture. That's but torturous. I, but it's I not like someone sorry. screaming at you. Yeah, and stuff. everything telling yeah. you that you're wasting everybody's yeah. time. That's making like, you feel worthless, yeah. which is horrible. Um, there's that famous uh, freak out. Have you seen of David O. Russell during the making of I Heart Huckabees, where no. he was freaking out on um, God, uh, the actress from. Grace and Frankie, not Which not one? Jane Fonda, but uh, uh, Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, yeah. yeah, she's in it with Dustin yeah. Hoffman. So you have Dustin Hoffman, Lily Tomlin, and Jason uh, Schwartzman all in this room at the same time, and David, David Russell just, just loses it? his shit on Ugh. Lily Tomlin. It's so uncomfortable. That's horrible. And it's online. You could see it. That's horrible. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, it's shout sad. out Grace and Frankie. What a yeah, wonderful yeah. show. What a great show, and Lily Tomlin as Lily well. Lily Tomlin, she's amazing. Is and Shelley Duvall's amazing. Like, Shelley Duvall's amazing. In she's like, God, she Such nails that yeah, role so much. It's an iconic so role. It's an iconic yeah. look, if anything. Like, yeah. I was yeah. saying this like to uh, Julia last night. We watched it again last night. And that was the reason why I ended up sticking this at the end. <laughs> it was really funny. I was saying at one point, I was like, it's kind of weird how like there's no loving chemistry between, between the two Nicholson as a married and, couple and Duvall. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really strange. Like you feel like there's they there's no love there. But then as it further goes along, you're like, you could see why, because it's Nicholson just kills it with being just like crazy. He hates her. Yeah. And he hates his son. Yeah. Like he hates uh, his family. He just wants to yeah. write. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's nuts. I'll work and no play. Yeah. Makes Jack a doll boy. So speaking of like compulsive retakes and numerous retakes from Kubrick uh mm. the blood pouring out of the elevators hot apparently he managed to get that in only three takes what which is crazy that he got in yeah. three takes but breaking out a door took 60 doors but I think it was like uh it took him like nine nine days to set up oh yeah of course and That's every time the doors would open the blood poured out and Kubrick would say uh it doesn't again. look like blood. Yeah. <laughs> this just but looks yeah. like red water. Do it again. I think the planning and everything around that and all that and like um, post and all that, it yeah, took course. like a year. Yeah. That shot. But oh the actual filming of it, apparently, it only it. got three, three, three takes. takes. That's awesome. It's nuts. That's crazy. Um, and what an iconic shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy. It's like just so memorable. There's yeah, so completely. many things about like, I, and I'll give that to uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One when they recreated a lot of the Shining mm. stuff it's absolutely amazing yeah. like it's so cool if it's anything go check that out because yeah. it's really cool and it's a good book too so. yeah um, <laughs> budget was 19 million for it yeah and the box office in North America they've made 44.4 million not too bad not too um, shabby 
as we mentioned, like there wasn't a lot of good reception for it immediately. I think it was one of those films where it took a little bit of time. Like obviously there was a big push for it. This is actually kind of funny. Kubrick, like um, he had a bit of trouble. He had Barry Lyndon. Yeah, he, which is a great a lot film. of time put yeah. into it and it didn't get the love that until it deserved. Like, to na- like yeah. today, people regard it as a masterpiece. But back in the yeah. day, like it didn't get that much love. Yeah. And he was like so really, really uh, just upset by it. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to like get a bunch of horror novels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make like one. a big, big, you know, just kind of a mainstream horror film. Mm-hmm. I just want to do this. Just get like a, a good film. Just get it out there. And he's like, Oops. and he started reading <laughs> all these books and uh, his secretary apparently would remark about how she would hear a book just slam on the ground. And then you pick up another one and about five minutes later, another one slammed on the ground. that was my job. Yeah, just reading books. Yeah. <laughs> and just deciding yeah. if you wanted to make that into a film. Yeah. But then finally, uh, it was one day she was sitting there listening and she realized that she hadn't heard a book slam on the floor in a while. And she walked in and it was uh, Kubrick like halfway through The Shining, just yeah, like it's fully a engrossed. Yeah, book. Um, so yeah, uh, that's how he decided to do the film and stuff. And uh, obviously there was a lot of like back and forth between uh, Stephen King because mm-hmm. Stephen King had his vision of how he wanted things done. Yeah. And we've seen in recent years, uh, the last 20 years even, uh, that Stephen King, it feels like that about a lot of his films. Yeah. Which I I kind of get annoyed by. I, really? I, I understand, yes, he's, he's this author and he has his vision and stuff, but I think um, I get annoyed at uh, him for trying to remake a lot of films that have been made that are like classics, but because he didn't like them, he's just does yeah. these really, really, I think terrible made for TV films. He's only directed one film yeah. um, in his career. He's been attached to a lot of things that produced a lot of things, um, acting in some things. Yeah. We've all seen Creepshow. Yeah. Creepshow is amazing. I adore Creepshow. And his, his appearance in Creepshow is amazing. It's and that's so what good. I was thinking of when I was saying he was acting yeah. in some stuff. But what was um, that one with the car? Uh, Maximum Overdrive yeah. is that what you're thinking of? That's yeah. the one he directed. He directed, yeah. And it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's not probably a, one of the less it's less, not a good film. Yeah, it's like it's the, funny. Yeah, uh, of all the adaptations, and there's many, 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 many. many. This there's man so has many. written a lot of books. Um, I'm a huge fan one, of yeah, his work. Me too. Like, I grew up reading yeah. his books. It's just one of those things where like you do understand. Like I get why authors are so protective of their work, uh, protective of their work. But I also understand that like I mean this is. Cinema is a different medium. Yeah, so that's kind of where whatever, I'm almost, yeah. I'm not going to say stay in your lane because that's stupid. Yeah. But it's at the same like, time, I'm kind of like, come on, man. You got like you had Stanley Kubrick. You made direct this a thing, film. and then so leave this thing alone. Yeah, I know it's inspired by it or based on it. It's, it's separate. But yeah, we'll never, I guess. Yeah, come to terms. I think like because that's really divisive because people are gonna be like, there's a lot of. Stephen King fans out there and they'll probably yeah, agree like, oh, with them or whatever. Him. So it's it is what it is. But I think the Shining is like a amazing horror film and I think it gets the credit it deserves as being one of the greatest like classic horror films. Yeah, completely. Um it's that's terrifying. why it's here for an entire week. Mm. And it's yeah, it's like one of the most yeah, just remarkable films in cinema. You just think it's about iconic, it. As, yeah, yeah, it's like those scenes, like like just the axe going through the door. I mean, that and those scenes Johnny, stay with you. Just, the production design yeah. really stays with yeah, you. Yeah, amazing. Like, I was going to say the production yeah. design. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a fucking beautiful film. And yeah, it looks I want to get those carpets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those carpets are iconic. Yeah, no, we exactly. Used to have we them used on the to... back of our like our. Uh, it's one of know, our daily listing. Yeah, slides. it was one of them. it's it's one of our popcorn boxes. It's yeah. one of our membership cards. I yep, don't know. Yep. If 
Camille's not wearing them today, but Camille does own a pair of shining socks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two pairs Two of pairs. shining socks. Yeah. Shout out, Camille. Shout out, Camille. She's right here. Do you want to come okay. over here and say hi for say hi? one quick no. second? Hi for one quick second. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Camille's awesome. Um, but yeah. I Before we wrap on this, I will go into uh, conspiracy yes. about The Shining. Yes. Have you heard a lot of these conspiracies? No, but I'm very excited. I think I might have deleted one of my uh, pages that had a lot of the conspiracy things on it. Oh well. Um, um, I've, show full I've, history. I've uh, I've gotten my my Your main bits. bit in, yeah. but there was a few things like you know people have conspiracies that Danny is actually the true villain in the film because <laughs> he brought this upon everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, leave the kid alone. Yeah, because he knew everything that was going to happen and all that. Uh, there's a lot of things like that, but there's also things like. Uh, Stanley Kubrick doing a whole thing with the myth of the Minotaur and yeah. thesis and um because in the maze? Yeah, because there's the maze and all yeah. that. And uh yeah, it, the production company or whatever was like Minotaur of his yeah. pre- previous film or something. Yeah, it was just a lot of weird things like that. But the best one mm-hmm. obviously is the yep. moon landing one. Yes. <laughs> so yes. a lot Fakes of people say it's an apology for, for faking the moon landing. Faking the moon landing. <laughs> So the theory is that the U.S. government. Wait, wait, wait. Al- so Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you okay. heard that before? No. Really? No. Oh, like, that's such I, a great like I've heard conspiracy. That he'd, uh, no, I've heard that the moon landing was faked, but I didn't think they attached a really famous Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This. All right. So you don't know this then. No, this no, is going to be good then. This. Okay. Good. All right. So great. I love funny facts. Here's the conspiracy. Yes. Kubrick's apology for faking the moon landing. So the U.S. government allegedly hired Stanley Kubrick, who directed 2001 A Space Odyssey the previous year, to fake a film of Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. So The Shining contains Kubrick's coded apology. Uh, There are piles of Tang, which is the powdered uh, fruit drink that astronauts Astronauts drink. drink, Uh, It's visible in the pantry. Uh, Danny wears the Apollo 11 jumper. I'm sorry, yeah. And room 237 is a reference to the distance. See, in the book, it's one, 217. Two, one, and they changed it. And they say it's because, oh. So people still come Timberline, to this hotel. Yeah, Timberline didn't want them to be afraid of the room. But, but apparently it's, it's a reference to the distance between, between Earth, Earth and, the and the moon, which oh is 237,000 miles. Whoa. And when Jack types all work and no play, uh, the first word uh, in one of the lines looks like A11. Apollo or Apollo 11. 11. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to receive one small step for man. Yeah, I was. I meant to mention this earlier, mm-hmm. but I'll continue my rant of conspiracy after I mention this. But there's uh, the twins thing yeah. in the film. There doubles. is a lot of doubles in the yeah. film. You've got obviously the twins. There's uh, and there's lots of the, things not being real. Yeah, yeah, hey, and you got the yo. double. <laughs> you got the double of uh, the man. Yeah. the man who committed the murders. Yeah. Uh, 10 years before with Jack with doing them now and also you've got uh, the the man who is the uh, butler yeah who's, who spills stuff on and then he ends up giving his name and the name yeah. is roughly the same it's not the exact same name but they like you know Jack Nicholson thinks it is him yeah. so it's like there's that weird duality of it um, the whole film is sort of a duality sort of thing anyway uh, Danny's got his himself his, plus his uh, Tony yeah. character um, so there's a lot going on. One of the best ones, Scamman Crothers, yeah. laying in his bed, pan up, and you got um, <laughs> that really amazing painting of yeah. the African woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
completely naked with yeah. huge afro. Yeah. And then they showed the opposite side of his bed and it's like directly lines up another painting of yeah. another beautiful African woman yeah. <laughs> completely naked with an afro. Uh, so there's a lot of lots twin of images. Doubles. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Lots of doubles um, and lots of patterns. But yeah, this was an apology for the moon landing. Yeah. So the twins represent NASA's Gemini hey. space program. And uh, finally, Jack's rant at Wendy when she wants to leave. Is Jack Torrance It represents uh, Kubrick's arguing with his own wife Oof. and uh, about his deception. And the quote is, does it matter to you that all the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and I've signed a contract with I, which I have accepted uh, that responsibility? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What was that so movie? So that's a really big conspiracy. What was that movie about faking a landing with uh, Elliot Gold and Capricorn One? Yeah, there's Capricorn yeah, One. Yeah. Elliot Gold and OJ. Um, that's all I thought about. I was like, yeah. that's how you fake a moon landing. Uh, it was also uh, really, really great. A lot of people give... Uh, the Arrested Development, like newer yeah, seasons, a hard yeah, time. Yeah. I love them. They're so fun. so fun. The fake neighborhood with yeah. the fake house and the f- oh. yeah. And oh, I love that. I show. love. Uh, I love when Michael's trying to get the film made. Yeah, like, and then it turns into a TV show or something. Yeah, but yeah. Ron He's Howard. trying to get all the yeah. He goes to Ron Howard's office, and Ron Howard's just like you know, just trying to get him to get signatures, and he. Uh, takes him into his office and through his office there's the big lunar module sitting mm. there and he's just like oh that's the real one he's like what do you mean that's the real one he's like oh that's the one that they Use. you know i picked it up that's the one they used when they filmed it they and he's like what do you mean you they filmed it he's like it's yeah like, when hey, they faked the whole the thing landing, like yeah. uh the moon landing yeah my brother and i we watched it up in the rafters <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing i love it i just imagine him and clint howard yeah yeah sit, like do you know clint howard rafters, like, yeah, yeah. love clint howard yeah oh my god Sitting in the rafters uh, as little boys. Yeah, as little boys watching up there, the watching moon landing the moon. being faked <laughs> on a soundstage somewhere, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, amazing. Top ten Stanley Kubrick films: The yeah. Moon Landing, um, yeah. 2001: Space Odyssey. The Moon Landing was better than 2001: Space Odyssey. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did a great <laughs> I said job. What I said. Yeah. I, that stayed with everyone. I mean, yeah. there's some people who've never seen 2001: in Space Odyssey, but I guarantee them have seen the moon landing. Seen the moon landing. Yeah. Um, I don't even know Cinema. what to think about that. Uh, Do you think landing fake? I mean, I've, I, I, you know, I go back and forth sometimes. I don't yeah. think it was, but at the was. same time, it's my childhood. Like at the dream. same time, I kind of like wouldn't be surprised if it, if was. it was. Yeah, you know, like I like to believe that we made it. To we the made moon. it to the moon, and also I don't want to give flat earthers any more yeah. credence or anything. Sorry. Which is, uh, yeah, if you that's another group that yeah. John's fighting yeah. with. <laughs> If you listen to our bonus episode that just released today, there's yeah. a really good bit about flat earthers. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that it will be it's the next episode that I'm still talking about flat earthers. So that's my next thing. B.O.B. is a flat earther yeah. and he wrote the song Airplane. So I'm like, you, you can't do this <laughs> if you if you believe the earth is flat. You got to yeah. fly somehow. Sorry. Better well, get that in there. They, they believe that airplanes work. Airplanes work, but, fly, the earth but the earth is, is flat. There's it's a guy like taking a level works, up on, on yeah. the airplane. But yeah, whatever. Um, right, no, I'm not going to get into it. No, we're not getting into it. <laughs> if there's any flat out there listeners out there. You're wrong. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> go uh, go, go uh, walk off the earth yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, go to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> Find that ice wall. I want the proof. <laughs> go fake a moon landing and see how easy that is. I'm not, I'm not getting into any more conspiracy. I just think it's funny. John, I love conspiracy yeah. anyway. It's coming fun. in with the controversy. Yeah, I love that it's uh, a shiny conspiracy. So yeah. there's a lot of conspiracies. It's the shining, which is funny. But you know, Stanley Kubrick, he's 
controversial guys. man. Yeah, he's very controversial. Um, but come see it. The Shining show on from Friday. It's the, the extended 18th, cut. The extended cut. So it's the version that uh, mostly was shown in America. I saw it mostly growing up. But funny enough, I watched it last night with Britain. my wife and she was very surprised at yeah. some of the scenes because I guess it's in Britain the one she I didn't see it. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not like you're missing a Much, lot, but yeah. why wouldn't you want more Kubrick? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want more <laughs> so, yeah. moon landing? Sorry. Yeah. Thank, I'm obsessed with uh, this like yeah. conspiracy right Look now. it up, man. It's great. It's I'm great. going a down a rabbit on. hole. This, yeah. is, this is going to be my airplane fodder. Yeah, that's us wrapping up, I that's think, for this week. Up. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week we'll with some more week. goodness, which yeah. will probably be recorded in the next in day advance. or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ari... You're on your home trail soon, so yeah, yeah. We'll we'll add all the sadness. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit all the sadness in, and for next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's uh, what have I got what's going on? on, and where can people find you? <laughs> what, what have I got going on? I um, am going home, which is pretty cool. But I've got some stuff that's coming out um, in November. I'm on my friend's uh, podcast that we recorded at Acast, which is super cool. Oh yeah, I remember seeing some stuff. Yeah. About that. Um, it's called Dowdy, I think, and it's a podcast about bravery. So that's coming out in November. Um, I've got a couple of film reviews coming out. Um, I don't know when they're going to be out, but I did some reviews for LFF, which should be cool to to read. Mm-hmm. If anybody misses me talking about films, you can read me talking about films. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ariane and Indita. So yeah, where can people find you, Jonathan? What hey. you got going on? Um, well. I am free of Visa Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, that's really good. So my yeah. next step is, I don't know, Visa Watch may be over. Yeah. May not be over. We'll see. Um, we'll when hear, I come back, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have you back eventually. I'll and, send like a voice message once yeah. a week being like, I applied and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. See, that's how we can extend Visa Watch. I dropped Watch. my bio- biometrics yeah. and this is what happened. I had a sandwich that day. <laughs> and then also we've got... Um, Phil as well. Apparently, Phil, yeah. he was waiting for his permanent residency. Yeah, sort hashtag of thing. Brexit. Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't think it's over, and eventually, I might go for citizenship. So that'll be something fun to talk about. Um, we'll just see how long this podcast lasts. We'll see how long it lasts. Keep <laughs> but, us on the uh, air. Yeah. Keep help us keep the lights on yeah. by leaving us a review on yeah. a, uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah, definitely do that. Thanks to everyone who was doing that last week. Keep Thank doing you. it, even That's if you don't so listen sweet. to us there. It's really nice, and uh, it's been nice seeing our uh, podcast doing well and stuff lately. So, uh, tell your friends and tell stuff. Friends. Uh, yeah. I think this is a fun podcast. That's and, fun. I think uh, we're pretty good. When new people hear about it, that we're doing it like uh, over LFF and all that, that was really nice to hear that they were like, oh, wow, that's an amazing idea. And it's like funny to know that people still don't know about it. So, we're 24 episodes in and yeah. a couple of specials. So, that's a whole season. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, you should uh, tell people about it. Um, you can find me at Tall for All, T A L L, the number four, A L L. Um, that's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is my band's page. Mm-hmm. It's currently going to be probably quiet for a little while. We'll see if I have another gig soon, but I'm making some more music on my own. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, the podcast, you can follow us at uh, the PCC podcast on Twitter. Mm, or you can email us at podcast.princecharlescinema.com. Shoot yes, us an can. email. Shoot, Shoot us, us an email. email. Use your words. Yeah. Not your 200 characters. We love characters. hearing what you guys have to say. Yeah, man. So, we like reading uh, yeah. emails. Give us something. Give us some nice messages before next week, because that's Ari's last, <laughs> last uh, official podcast with us until okay. we have her yeah. back on for Whenever. hopefully some like you some know call-ins. We'll figure yeah. out. We'll figure out something. For but uh, yeah, it's the last like in the succession of the 
the podcast. So hmm. yeah, yeah, give us something good to read. Um, but anyway, give me something good to read. I never uh, get to do user feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, if you do it, I'll let thing. I'll let Ari do user yeah. feedback. If yeah. you guys, if you guys, you want to hear that? You know, yeah. you want to hear it. Yeah, listen to that voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. All right, we'll catch you guys on the flip catch side. Bye bye.